You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Vinny Chapman. Pogues, Pogsy, Pogues, it's really great to hear you, to be here and to hear your voice. And I just want to let you know that I'm really excited to do this episode, but I want to make sure that you understand that um, just like the uh, just like the actors in the movie we just watched, I will be reading my lines for this episode off of cue cards that only have three words printed on them apiece. So my lines will sound a little bit like this. Stilted? <laughs> Yeah, stilted, jagged, like someone doing uh, a Shatner impression after doing a lot of ketamine. Uh, that is going to be my general vibe for this entire episode, so I hope that you're you're ready for that. Here's my question. Do you think they were mm. reading them off cue cards, or do you think they literally just didn't know how to speak English yet? Well, we know Schwarzenegger... Never has is, learned. N- never has learned, despite a political career and many movies and an entire citizenship and all of that. But Bridget Nielsen, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a. I didn't really go into the movie with a long-standing understanding of her English comprehension. But if I'm gauging it off of this movie, no, yeah. she doesn't speak English or any human language that I think <laughs> at I think, all. Actually, I think not only does she not speak English, she had never heard it until she got to set. Her like, deliveries I, I think she, are insane. I think she speaks only Latin, which is traditionally not a spoken language. So just speaking at all is deeply confusing for her for the remainder of this film. It is. And a few times uh, she looks right at that camera. Of course. She should have. <laughs> of course, you guys know we're talking about the classic Red Sonja movie that I'm sure 90% of people who saw our mini episode were like, what the fuck's Red Sonja? <laughs> yeah. 1985, uh, sort of Conan adjacent property. That came out uh, trying to ride that Conan wave. Uh, Conan so much so that it, okay. it includes two characters from the Conan movie yes. playing different characters. So confusing. <laughs> I was like, wait, why is everyone from Conan? And I kept waiting for that thief to appear. Yeah, and like Schwarzenegger looks like Conan. Like he's he's dressed like Conan in well, this movie. He's dressed like um, He-Man or his alter ego. Like, I mean, he's wearing this weird, like belted chest piece it's very awkward but he definitely looks just like conan talks like conan because he can't act and uh it and it appears to be a really strong guy much like the plot of conan <laughs> yeah he's a strong barbarian warrior who fights by his own code roaming the wastelands and taking down evil for his own i mean i but guess he's more of like a, a kingdom question mark He's more like a chaotic good character in this movie than Conan, who is more like, I don't know. Chaotic neutral. Chaotic, chaotic neutral. But what I like is that, uh, sorry, I've got D&D on the brain because I'm studying a new campaign, but he's, he, he at one point in the movie, he basically, like, if he was in my, if I had, if I was running a game and someone played this character, I would eject them after game one because his, like, second line is like, I make up my own rules and i travel the land and i fight people but i don't accept payment and i'm like are you just like reading what some nerd wrote on blogspot as the definition of various like D alignments well, like, because it's like, so dry it's like if i'm owed something i take it it's like you were literally but, the king of a country your name is king something in the credits why are you taking anything you are a king why are you riding around on a horse by yourself why is no one with you? Why did you not know the bridge in your kingdom was out? Like, there's a lot of questions they never address. Like, why deep, the fuck deep is questions? But I want to get into it because my first note is that Red Sonja, Red Sonia, I'm going to say Sonja a lot. Red, so- but just put the fucking eye in there. That doesn't do anything for me. Sorry, Red Sonia starts off, or a wise fine too. Uh, on a pretty harsh note, Pogues, because you know we're translating this comic book property that does contain a, a heroine who has endured some trauma in her life. A Batman, if you, you know, Bruce Wayne, if you will. Um, but the opening of Batman isn't someone narrating Bruce Wayne's parents dying and then showing it yes, they do. for the first, like, 30 seconds. The, the movie starts with this weird title card, which, like, is... I felt like trying to set up, like, a sequel. They're like, she became, like, you know, so famous in the Hyperborean kingdoms. But this is how it began. I'm like, did you guys really think there was going to be another one of these? Like, honestly? But hey, then... Hey, folks. Hey, folks. Yeah? More like, more like the Hyperborean kingdoms. Oh, right? shit. <laughs> Am I right? Every 
man, I'd hate Fuck. to be whoever produced this film. They just got burned. E- Everyone tweet me a dollar. That's how it works. Go ahead. Um, but then you're right. It goes to this opening, which my my second note, my first note was, wow, they setting up a sequel. And then my second note is, what the fuck is this opening? Because it's just like a person voicing over. And it's just like, she came and wanted her, which you're like, oh, so this woman's going to like kidnap this woman and turn her into like some sort of slave. And then they're like, when she said no, she had her fa- her entire family killed and then let her soldiers rape her. I was like, whoa, let's, whoa, let's, you know, maybe amp up to this. Let's not just start at rape and be like, enjoy the rest of the film. Yeah, we're at 48 seconds on the clock of Red Sonja, and that is where we are dropped. And then, like, a ghost appears to her after she's not killed, and uh, she is gifted the power of, of being Red Sonja. And Pokes, I gotta say... Going by our code, yeah, this I is guess. a successful origin movie because she is Red Sonia by, <laughs> by 90 seconds in. Nine, like, Mark mark one one fourteen. she is Red Sonia, and her origin is done because that is as much thought as went into this movie. I mean, it was Fuck, aggressive man. how quick. And also, like, the ghost person who gives her a... Her yeah, sword just kind of looked like they were a KKK, like they were in like a KKK outfit. Like they had like a really pointy head for some reason. I was like, why couldn't it have just been a ghost person? And it's me, ghost racist Red Sonia. You've been raped, so now you're a superhero. Welcome to this movie. <laughs> What's it say to is he like the ghost is like, I'm gifting you the power of the sword. It's like that's not a thing. Like. <laughs> You can't just be given a, the the ability to be a sword fighter. It's not like you're but, like, oh, I gave you on. super strength or the ability don't, not to be hurt. Don't forget that this weird ghost says you're now the best sword fighter in the land. But when we find Red Sonia, she apparently has been training her sword fighting for like 10 years or some like large amount of time. Yeah, it's at least been a Why? I guess just to make sure that the ghost wasn't fucking with her. That's like taking a guitar class after you're already in a band. Like, you don't go take classes if you've been gifted and, and like, the honorary power of a god as the greatest warrior on land. You're just showing off now. The only thing I can think is the ghost found out that she was hanging out with uh, Asian men and took her powers away. <laughs> She's a racist. Yeah. She was hanging out with a very misogynistic, horny Asian, Asian uh, uh, sensei who kept hitting on her, even in these like they've known each other for 10 years so if he's still doing it this much within a two minute sequence can you believe can you imagine what those 10 years were like well, what's crazy is at Fuck. one point he says something about like you know not all men are evil or something she's like i don't distrust all men he, he's like oh if you had said that 30 years ago that'd be music to my ears and it, like two things were raised in my mind Gross. i'm like you you're just wearing a white wig so you're not actually that old but two would it really have been music to your ears <laughs> i mean look at her she has a mullet you could probably do better, old man sensei. In your well, fair weird, enough, but like, uh, it is Bridget Nielsen. Let's not pretend, Pogues. Come on. Can Come I ask on. you a question about Bridget sure. yeah. Nielsen? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a chance her name's actually Bridget, but the fact she can't speak English well, she just says it wrong? <laughs> you think she mispronounced at Ellis Island when she Yeah, like, like they, they, they were like, what's your name? And she was like, Bridget Nielsen. And they were like, that's... Are you sure it's not Bridget? And she's like, yeah, Bridget. And they're like, Bridget? And she's like, Bridget. And they're like, what? fuck it, whatever. Just write that down. Huh. I guess they don't have Ds in America. Oh, well. <laughs> um, but yeah, this 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 sensei was also funny because you, you mentioned that scene where uh, her, her sensei, by the like, I got to give them credit. There's a surprisingly diverse landscape. These old sword and sorcery movies like Conan and many others have a real big problem where every single person on screen at any given moment is like a broad-shouldered white dude. But this movie has, A, a clan of women who, in the beginning, are actually pretty competent in some ways and stupid in others. I but mean, but they basically... I, I was impressed. That, like, when the the guys ran in, I was like, oh, are they just going to kill all these women really fast? And it's just like, oh, no, they actually just lose because there's more of the guys than there are them. I wrote that down. And they fought them back at some point. And there's, like... They kill at least, like, 15 people, it looks like. They kill a lot, and, like, the enemy retreats. And also, I want to say that there is some decent, like, swordplay in that scene. Like, it's all pretty, like, you go left, I go right, high, low, right. You know, it's all kind of a little slow and, and, like, choreographed, but... There's like some parries in there and stuff. It's not. It's not terrible. I, I was actually pretty excited as, as that scene was going on. I'm like, hey, this is gonna be pretty cool if we got more of this. Apparently, it all got worse. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if the stage fight guy quit after that because 
Well, there's it, no more good sword fighting in this movie. There's no more good fighting in this movie. But what's also no. insane is like the movie starts with like this weird like bent where it's like Red Sonia doesn't need a man. You know, oh, these women are they're the oh only ones God, who can don't. destroy this gem. And then Get like fucking twelve minutes into the movie, she gets rescued by Schwarzenegger, and then he just keeps appearing wherever she's at, like some sort of weird stalker and rescuing her. I'm like. Does she need a man to save her or not? Movie, I need a I need a clear answer here. And yeah. no one is attracted to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Can we quit pretending like it's happening? More importantly, he's like the weirdest here. Like he shows up, he kills like three guys, and she's like, "Oh, thank God! I could definitely couldn't have done that myself." Even though a god blessed me with a power greater than all swordsmen on earth. Uh, and then at some point, like they're escaping through a gate and uh, on horseback, and she gets to the gate, and then he says hold on I'll, I'll i'll hold them back and i'm like no you both can go you're both the only ones on horses you're good just also you're on, on the other side of the gate and you have the key just reach your hand in turn <laughs> the close. key pull the key out they can't get it's a gate do you guys know what gates are oh my God. i couldn't believe when but, they stopped i was like no just close the gate close but the i, I gate. don't want to blow past i don't want to blow past this first scene because these fucking sword and sorcery movies are so good because everyone who worked on these Worked on old uh, Flash Gordon movies or sh- series back I in the feel day, like and so anyone who wasn't oh, reasonably shit. famous is trying, and is doing not yes. too bad. Like the costumes, I was like, these are. I mean, for what they are, I'm like, these are pretty good. You and know? in a minute, in a little bit here, I will get to you to tell you who the only the only character in this movie who is who's the actual center of this plot. I, I, it's not Red Sonia, and it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll tell you that right now. But I'll get to that. But what, I'm what not I 100% to do, who it is, so I'm looking forward to finding out. What I wanted to talk about instead was that in the very beginning, we meet this, like... By the way, we just see... This This movie just drops you into de- de- completely detached scenes that contained no characters from the scenes you just watched. And you stay there for a while without any context. And, and sometimes it's, never get it. And sometimes never get it, yeah. And in the beginning, that happens when you, you find this cult of... Uh, or cult of this, this order of women in these white robes, which, which, by the way, I miss this genre. What What do you... I mean, I keep calling it sword and sorcery, which I think is the na- technical name for it, but what is the genre where, like, anyone could just be like, oh, I'm going to write a fantasy movie. Uh, I guess my main character will be... Let me just garble up some consonants. Uh, Grim Grimgor, and then the villain will be Zeltron. Great. Okay, got it. Uh, now costumes. Okay, costumes. I don't know. Someone can wear a fire hose on their head with a bunch of like golden like punk studs, and then maybe everyone else has plates. I guess. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's do some plates and some, some fire hoses, and I guess uh, maybe we just put some reptile skin on a few things, and let's call it a day. Let's go. It, I have how many two skulls, million dollars. <laughs> how many skulls can I glue onto one dude, piece of armor? Dude, dude, you keep you keep walking me in, and my favorite things. The this was crazy, but nothing beats. The evil layer. Yeah. The evil layer, Pogues, is generated by a computer AI that has had a serious malfunction. It is there are no guards in in in, in the evil layer. There is just this woman on like a half bed chaise lounge. There are fifteen skeletons painted gold wearing armor. And then at some point, and I don't know if you missed this, but there is a there is a dog-sized tarantula yes. in the background just pivoting, just you doing a simple pivot. It, it is <laughs> hands just... down the, one of the worst effects I have seen. It is like somebody made – it's like all it does is its legs move up and down and it spins in a circle. It's like – But it doesn't – It explains like, why they never made Lord of the Rings until the late t- <laughs> to 2000. But, folks, it's not like that That spider is eventually – No, a, a, it is not a, a check spider. It, yeah, it does not pay off. At some scene, at one point, they're just like, hey, you want to have this, like, German Shepherd spider just sort of kind of, like, convulse behind me while I'm delivering bad dialogue, and then later we'll just throw in the garbage? Well, it's like, we'll know she's evil, because who has a spider for a pet? And skeletons just kind of yeah, everywhere. It looks like she, her uh, lair was decorated by the Spanish Inquisition. It's just like those like <laughs> torture chambers they used to pe- put people in, where you like you can't sit down and you're just stuck in them, and then people die and they become skeletons. It's like every four feet is a skeleton. It's insane. 
and if you think that we're jumping around in this movie and potentially confusing you, the listener, who inevitably did not waste their time watching Red Sonia, we're not. This is how the movie moves. It just sort of like leaps into things that someone thought of the day they came to shoot. And they said, hey, paint some skeletons gold and let's get her on this half couch that we cut in half. Let's and it, let's, let, let's shoot a scene. <laughs> let's at one point dress her like she's one of the, uh, the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland's guards. Like she looks like she's wearing a thing with the different suits from a plane deck on it. It's... Her costumes were the worst, the bad, the main bad lady, whose name I do not recall at all. But the thing that gets me is, I, me and Ben were talking before, there is no movie here. No. There is, like, somebody came in there like, all right, here's what we want to do. We want to make a Red Sonja movie. The plot is there's this orb, which some god left behind. It, light makes it blow stuff up, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, this bad lady gets it, and Red Sonja goes and gets it back. And they're like, all right, we'll start production tomorrow. And he's like, but I didn't actually write the script. That's a pitch. And they're like, good enough. Because that's well, it. It's there, And it's so, like we said, so little happens so slowly that it is just shocking that no one was like, this is not a film. <clears throat> Let me ask you one thing, uh, pitch guy. So she gets this magic orb, and then presumably... There's tons of, like, incredible industrial light and magic scenes of her just decimating villages. Now, um, I think she blows up a couple towns, but it all happens off camera. Yeah, I'm a real fan of Greek tragedy, and I feel like the action should always happen off screen. Off screen. Because, yeah, we just, like, we never see the orb in action. No one ever picks it up and decimates anything with it. It is also not Chekhov's green orb. It does not come back into a play in a way that where it like destroys anything. It just, where we hear that it trashes uh, a, an important character's town. And by that important character, Pogues, I mean Prince Tran. Yes, do you know who Prince Tran is? Johnny from Surfing is my man. That's right. And also <laughs> Kino from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> he sure is. So he's a repeat. He's a repeat from one of our movies, Pogues. He's he's a two-timer on our on our on our podcast. I can't Which, believe it. Yeah, once we get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, we'll really dive into that bad acting. This so, character is accompanied by Falcon. Uh-huh. With a How K. How would you like to describe Falcon? So he's like if he's like if hmm <laughs> he's it, to me it was like he's like if the king of queens existed in medieval times <laughs> and had a lot of knives and and his main weapon appears to be the leg bone of a giant question mark yeah like like the uh, the, the remainder of a giant piece of chicken that he ate and yeah, that is his thing he carries around the whole time. What's great is obviously Prince Tran, and you know the guy we mentioned. He's Asian, and so they yes. got this Asian vibe. The guy who is his sidekick is like a forty-seven-year-old dock worker who is he's white. A, yeah, he is yeah, aggressively he's, white. He's a forty-seven-year-old plumber from Wales. Like he is, he does not fit. <laughs> like he's the kind of guy whose doctor has to tell him, please, less deli meat. Like, that's the man that is hanging out with this, like, golden boy, like, uh, 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 prince from some sort of Asian nation of some kind. Again, another chance that they diversified this cast a little bit, which, you know, props to that. Uh, They didn't have to, but they did. Um, And he doesn't, mercifully, he also doesn't lead into a bunch of, of Asian tropes. Like he I will just say acts yes. I, yeah. like a cocky, like he's better than like short round. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he I, like... <laughs> she meant the, I was talking about the white guy. My fear was when I saw him. Oh, and right. I was like, right. That guy is not Asian. Please don't tell me he does an Asian voice or something through this. Like don't let him, uh, Mickey Rourke or not Mickey Rourke, Andy Rooney, whoever it was. Andy Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you're right. That neither of them do anything that th- could have been a very easy choice for the the director who was clearly not paying attention to do which by the way we covered in the mini episode is the director of the famous legendary film tora 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 yet somehow did this a- anyway <laughs> i could anyway. i could really see it in some of the scenes i was like yeah this guy should have been nominated for an oscar <laughs> but i want to ask you fest. what is so good characters in fiction have a need have a have a role to fill and a need for their character and an arc where they develop that need uh what would be red sonia's role 
that she's trying to fill. I suppose oh, being a hero, kind her, of. Her thing is to get revenge on a person she had decided not to get, like, had made no effort to get revenge on until someone casually mentions her name later. Yeah. Uh, and her, her need and her arc are... I'll answer this one. Uh, non-existent. She just sort no, of drifts I, from scene to scene she has without any change to her character. Which is to eventually fuck Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Apparently that's all she was after. Arnold Schwarzenegger just pops in to like some deus ex Schwarzenegger to just sort of like get in a fight scene because he was bored watching it from his trailer. Yeah, That's all he does. The time she sh- it, it, the, later there's a scene where she fights a robot dragon question. <laughs> And that's yeah, not, that's like not me being facetious. There's apparently it, some sort of robot snake monster. Yeah, it's sort of like that trash compactor scene from Star Wars, except if the monster was just like made out of one piece of, of styrofoam. Yeah, um, it was a really bad decoration from Chinese New Year. But what I'm getting but like, at he just is, shows up in the cave and you're like, how would he have found them? They were in a cave. He, like He shows, really up, far he shows down. up in... When she's facing off against that guy that's basically one of the Greyjoys who owns this sort of like passage between two parts of the of the land um she's like deep in in, like this like enemy's territory and again he just appears that one's less egregious at least because you're like well maybe he knows like that's the only way to get to that town she said she was going to but when he showed up in the cave i was like all right just let him show up wherever the fuck you feel like it don't even show him walking places like when they get to the evil temple he should just be outside of it like oh good you guys are here (laughs) it's just so absurd she travels very far, so it's kind of like Lord of the Rings, except every 14 seconds when Frodo and, like, Samwise encounter our trouble, like, just Gandalf shows up and just throws a magic, like, bolt across the room and then leaves. Like, every, like, and, and they're clearly going the same direction because he's just, like, with her all the time. Yeah. But it, but she's not, he's not in the movie the rest, like, it's almost like he got paid full price to just be in half of a movie. Oh, uh, oh, that's genius. <laughs> Smart I will guy. say your analogy is this is like Lord of the Rings with eggs. I feel like this is Lord of the Rings if all they did was show the people walking. Yeah, that's true. Cut out the cool stuff. Just lots of walking of the, across. Yeah, just the occasional tundras. fight. Just a lot of people walking, riding horses. A lot, uh, lot of tundra talking, talking at camp. A lot of tundra strolling. Um, but what I was getting at just a moment ago is that Prince Tran, however. Yeah, he's going I think with an arc. He's got an arc because when you first meet him, he is insufferable. And I don't even think I thought he was going to be in more of the movie. When you first meet him, his kingdom is gone. All that's left is Falcon. He is still acting like he is the most important you know, king, like a, like a descendant of the gods. And he's behaving as such, even though he's mysteriously caught like on a statue's hand over boiling mud which i don't yeah, the, even how what happened happens <laughs> left yeah, a lot of questions um, also i, I would imagine it's very hard to make mud boil yeah that sounds like pretty tough um but yeah over the course of the movie he learns humility for his role as a prince he learns how to fight how to ask for help how to how to seek the the the, the comfort uh, uh, of 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 others, and not attempt to be like a like a, a singular force for whatever it is he's after. And he slowly begins to try to rebuild his empire with this newfound sense of of understanding uh, power, and that it's not just raw power or money. That's an actual arc. I would. That's an that's an actual character who goes somewhere over the course of this movie, and he is a literal joke sidekick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is crazy that you're just like, ah, oh, well, he's the only one actually achieving something, which. I get maybe that was the point. Red Sonia's just, you know, she's not the protagonist. She's just like protagonist adjacent. And and who would Schwarzenegger be in that scenario? Um just a guy who they needed to make people see the movie. <laughs> I feel like they wrote this movie and they were like, Yeah, this isn't gonna work. We need to put like a big name in it, like put Schwarzenegger in and just have him show up at every fight. And they were like, But that's not gonna make any sense. Like they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's fine. He's just did yeah, every fight. Yeah, Because you could take him out of the movie, and she could just succeed, and it would all be fine. Yeah, absolutely. There, there, there's he, nothing he, he does. No purpose. She could have killed all those guys at the gate, or they could have all just backed away after she killed their leader. And she could have ridden away. She could have figured out to blind the robot. At the When they're at the temple, he does nothing other than be really strong a couple of times, and you could have just rewritten those scenes. So I do almost feel like they had the movie, and they're like, nobody's going to see a movie with just a woman. Especially when nobody's heard of. So put Schwarzenegger in it, make his abs come out, get a little sexual tension in, 
and boom, you've got yourself a film that no one will still see. And it's, it's, it's such a bizarre film because they were like, hey, what if we took the classic, uh, uh, you know, hero uh, rescues damsel, but we turn it on its head, right? And by turning it on its head, I mean we take the damsel and we make her pretty good with a sword, and then we just have the hero show up a bunch. Yeah, it's like just, at random intervals. It's like, it's like, what if she doesn't need to be rescued, but he just still wants to do it anyways? <laughs> and like, then he does, and she's like, thank you. And she's like, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm just going to be over here. We'll eventually which is what, fuck, though. Which is one of the most egregious adaptations we've seen so far, because we, I would say that the two of us know pretty little about red sonia as a comic book property i knew nothing I about her origin i have read her the comic but i've never right. actually read her origin and i yeah i've read scattered ones as i say with most things but i read up on her a little bit too just so i had some some context going in and the one thing that people look to with the red sonia book as as a perk is that it's a chance for a female character to be a self-sufficient ass-kicking badass and yeah this movie failed the only thing yeah, just it, the one thing that she's known for it is crazy because when you look at the comic i mean like i said in the mini episode you've probably seen red sonia even if you don't know oh, who totally. she is because she wears yeah. a bikini that's just made out of like chain mail and she's drawn you know to be like the classic comic book like you know over the top woman with like you know her figure and everything but as absurd as it is and as sexualized as she is the comic is always like her being like fuck you and like stabbing people like it's never like oh she's being attacked and when people like make comments about like how she looks she gets mad and so it's like this weird like you're like oh this is kind of weird like they're sexualizing this woman so i like guys will buy it and then they're reading it and the whole thing is just like this woman will fucking beat the shit out of you she's strong-willed she's better than all the men she's with and it's like you're like oh that's kind of like an interesting way to like tell that story be like draw in these weirdos with the art and then kind of have like a positive female character in a way this movie is like not we're not gonna do any of it we're not gonna no. draw in men by her what she looks like and fuck off we're gonna make her important but you know i made jokes at the beginning but i we we really have to address that i we've watched some real stinkers folks some, mm-hmm. some bad <clears throat> movies have you seen acting worse than red sonia or her villain character that i can't i think the only like acting i could say that would be worse is not from a comic book movie like if you've ever seen birdemic but right i feel like that's a movie some guy made like with a video you know i mean it's not like it's like he definitely and definitely made it with the intention of it being sort of like a a fake bad movie that's very clear no birdemic no bird that guy thinks that movie's good it could be, but he, he really um, does. Um, but th- it's just two people who should not be acting, trying to act. But this movie, I actually had a note that I was like, it's like shocking when you're watching a movie and you're like, wow, Arnold Schwarzenegger's delivery is the most natural. Like he's it is. the only person where I was like, all right, this guy knows it's what he's doing. It's way better than than like because I, I need to be clear here. Like even the villain, almost, I, the villain set the stage at the beginning because. Right away, she enters, and she's like, her line, I don't remember the exact line, but she's like, so, this is the orb that can bring yeah. storms. Yeah, at one point, she has this guy touch the orb, and he turns into a neo, neon skeleton, and then a woman touches it, and she's like, ha-ha, so it is true. And I'm like, what the fuck was... It's like, and that that's not like me being like, that paraphrasing her line, and that's like the way she delivers it. It's just like, ha-ha. It's like, nobody says ha-ha. At one point, she just says, lift it out, which I just said now with more inflection and purpose. But she's just like, lift it out. Yeah, I didn't even realize this was the woman from Conan until halfway through the movie. Because I was like, this can't be. I mean, that woman's not good in Conan. But this is like, this woman too, I was like, there's no way this lady speaks English. Like, they're giving her her lines phonetically. And she has no clue what she's saying. She's just pronouncing words phonetically. She was born yesterday in this movie and had like a Benjamin Button thing where she was born like middle aged yeah. and then did like a ton of horse tranquilizers and then was pushed onto frame. That's the only way that could explain how bad this acting is. Because again, I need to repeat what Pogue said just moments ago. Schwarzenegger is the most compelling actor in most scenes. And then that, that is only until we meet 
fucking Prince Tran, who can actually deliver lines. And he appears to be about nine. <laughs> yeah, and then the guy with him, Falcon, is, you can tell, is just like, ugh, I just need some money, man. My kid's going to college. <laughs> I'm not into this at all. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I don't understand what you want me to do. I can't understand anything these two jackasses are saying to me. He's just like, every time they show me, he's just like, oh, yes, your majesty. He just has, like, no reaction. It's, like, such a bizarre film. Yeah, and if I need to, if I need to better paint how mismatched this guy is as the as the uh, ward to an Asian prince, is that uh, the actor who plays him is uh, Paul L. Smith, who played um, Bluto in the Popeye movie. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Go go look <laughs> that up, and that'll really tip you in into what we're talking about here. Yeah, he's also in Dune, but. Uh, 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 He's just, it's so bizarre seeing them together, but I liked their dynamic. It was like Cub and, it was like Lone Wolf and Cub, but like the other way around a little bit, where like the Guardian is worthless and the kid is like awesome. Well, they're both like morons. It's just like, I don't know, it's absurd. The shit in this movie is just, I don't even know how to describe some of it. (laughs) I mean, there's literally a robot in a sword and sorcery film which is like an odd twist a robot which is do you know what they called the robot no the killing machine oh my god how is this movie I didn't they couldn't even... even come up with a fucking name for it again again just get some fucking consonants and just random consonants it's fine Kalkakar, kill them see it's easy it's goddamn easy <laughs> it is and then the end had probably one of the most like thing that made me laugh really hard for some reason there's uh red sonia goes to fight whatever the queen's name is i don't remember what her name is yeah, gendry yeah the Gen- guy Gendra, from game of thrones Gendra or something <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know but um she's fighting her and this uh, her sorcerer casts this spell on grin whatever the hell her name is so when red sonia hits her she like teleports and she keeps teleporting and so she's oh up on her day as now she's sitting on her chaise lounger you know like and uh Red Sonya's walking up towards her, and they cut to this, like, this sorcerer who's doing this magic, and he's, like, cutting a pan, and it's making cuts appear on Red Sonya. And then there's a wide shot, and the motherfucker is just standing I couldn't believe that. I thought he was in another room. I couldn't believe it. Because, yeah, they they, they keep cutting to him, like, tight frame. So it appears as if he's in a nearby room, and he is casting magic that has now like fouled her because she's the greatest swordswoman that's ever lived. So she can't be defeated in a sword fight. So she has to be killed by magic. I'm like, Oh, that's actually pretty good. Like plan queen lady. And then I expected like, maybe like Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I expected one of them to find him in the room and kill him. Yeah, but instead they pan, they pull out wide and yeah, he's standing. He's like, he's like in a DJ booth. You know, like he's just (laughs) off to the side of a dance floor. I was like, what the fuck? He's right there. And, and then she's like, <laughs> when she starts walking towards him, he does nothing. I'm like, you're a magic asshole. What do you think she's going to do? Like, at least keep cutting the pan. And she does nothing. And he can obviously throw powder down to make teleporting happen. But he just, like, stands there and gets decapitated. Literally decapitated. His yeah, table was... his table isn't even a real table. It's suspended. So when she bumps one of the ropes, all of his magic ingredients fall to the ground, you fucking moron. <laughs> It was like just very, very. I laughed. So it was that made the whole movie a little bit closer to worth it? Just to see that wide shot where she just goes, "Oh wait, the guy's right there." Yeah, when they zoomed out, <laughs> I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" He was just standing, and like that means that when that lady walked into the room, he was standing there. They had a whole yeah. conversation, and neither one of them, like the Red Sony, never looked over and was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" It also means that when she looked over and says, "Oh, this is your magic guy." That the, the queen was just like, no, don't. Yeah, she don't. makes. She's like, oh no! It's like, what do you think was gonna happen? She has no guards to like try and stop her. She has. She just looks up and goes, oh, please don't kill my magic guy. That was my only plan, apparently. I really had this whole thing set up where I teleport and you get tired. Please don't. Also, when they first introduce the magic man, uh, they're told that somebody's entering the kingdom, and so oh my he God. goes to like bring them up on a television screen. And it just cuts to a woman doing like a weird, uh, like exotic dance topless. And he's like, oh, and then it just switches. And I'm like, why was that in the movie? 
It was just like they were like, you got to put boobs in somewhere, man. I don't care how you fit. And it's just so weird and unnecessary and awkward. I was like, I don't like this at all. Uh, and, and I want to be I want to be clear here. This is a big deal because basically what happened is that guy forgot to close a tab. Yeah. <laughs> that Should've guy forgot been. to close the tab. Uh, he forgot to go incognito mode. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a rookie mistake, guys. On his smoke screen, and he got caught watching some very g-rated uh not g-rated but some very light pornography um this was looking out in 85 pogues i want to point out here that the internet as a concept didn't really didn't really exist until I 19 get, yeah the early 90s so i feel like someone out there someone responsible for creating the internet saw this movie and was like yeah what if man why can't i just put boobs <laughs> everywhere Instead of having to be a creep and sit through 40 minutes of one of the shittiest movies ever made so I can get 10 seconds worth of tits, why don't I just make something I can find them anywhere? The only thing I wish is that when they caught him, like, when his, when his computer came off of, uh, of Hibernate and it was uh, porn was playing and he scrambled to get it off the screen, the better thing would have gone to a, a regular desktop because that's, that's, that's the biggest giveaway. <laughs> yeah, someone just... comes in and you're looking at the desktop of your computer like, what's up? Just... Checking out my folder. <laughs> I like looking at my icons and arranging them with an erection. With well, just a just a beaming erection. Uh, yeah, and then they cut to this uh, this like hologram, uh, this or this hazy you know uh, uh, mirror mirror on the wall segment where they're showing the characters out doing stuff, which is something they failed to do like at any point before or after that scene, like. Yeah, it's introduced, I think, just to show boobs and for them to know that it's Red Sonia. And then they're just like, eh, we got the gist. They also yeah. send a thing called the Killing Machine to attack them. And she says, well, don't kill Red Sonia. It's like, lady, it's called the Killing Machine, not the spare one person machine. Yeah. Like, it's the wrong machine. S- <laughs> send your spider instead. Um, uh, 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 he hightailed it. As soon as that orb started to blow <laughs> up that castle, he was gone. Uh, that was another thing is they keep implying that the talisman absorbs light so in like three days it's gonna blow up the world and arnold schwarzenegger knows this and informs red sonia and then when they're on their quest they stop at like what appears to be like 4 30 in the afternoon to go to bed and he starts like hitting on her it's like bro remember the orb that's gonna end the world maybe you try to fuck this girl after you fi- you fix the orb like i don't know if you guys have 40 minutes for you to try to flirt with her via sword fight maybe just keep walking just you know from me to you it just seemed like such a weird diversion where they're like haha lighthearted romp and they cut back and they're like yep that orb's gonna blow up everything because <laughs> i feel like they knew everyone had forgotten also can i ask you a question yes you're an english you were an english major right i sure am okay and you, you're a gm or a dm whichever way you prefer so you may know this i yep. thought talismans were something you could wear yes this is a like a basketball-sized ball-like orb, and they keep referring it to the talisman, and I'm like, who the fuck could wear that? It's, it, like, you're less, like, you know, I mean, it's a really Yeah, big... I mean, it d- defined as an object typically in an inscribed ring or stone that is thought to have magic powers and to bring good luck. So, uh, I guess yeah, you could I was very confused when they were like, the talisman, I was like, wow, who... Definitely supposed that? to be able to go into your pocket. It's supposed to be gift shop-sized uh, to be a talisman. If you can't put a chain on it, probably too big to be a talisman. <laughs> Not that, you know, now I'm just splitting hairs, but when they said that, they were like, we have to destroy the talisman. And I was like, is it under the big glowy rock? And they were like, it's the rock. And I was like, I don't think that's the right word, fellas. <laughs> or I guess ladies, since it was an all ladies group. Also, I love that they had like an appointment to blow up the talisman. And they're like, where's the prince? They're like, he hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> it's like, seriously? This is a plot point? The prince isn't good at keeping time? And he shows up in his kingdom, and there's just a bridge that's gone, and he's not like, no, oh, that's weird. Yeah, no. He's just like, uh, so, so obviously, not a good monarch either. When you think about it, can't even keep the roads up. Obviously, folks, we have a lot to trash about this movie. But I had a, qu- a question: Did any of did any moments of this movie stand out to you? Because I had a few. Because uh, this movie's I, trash, obviously. I did like the opening, other than the part where a guy creepily throws a ninja star into a woman's chest and she immediately dies which would not happen from having like a half inch of metal pressed into your sternum yeah nowhere near enough also wouldn't go through your sternum i don't care how hard you <laughs> i mean I don't, you I don't can't care how, hard enough i don't care how decorative that metal was it would have done something <laughs> yeah it was very alarming also i'm pretty sure that guy was toth from uh, raiders of the lost ark 
You, you could be right. Um, Which, let's see the parts that stood out for you. So obviously the, the intro sequence did give me great hope. And again, I think that they actually probably must have had a decent like stunt coordinating team that all quit like right away. Uh, or they only weird. wanted to teach the women how to fight. They were like <laughs> right. tired of working with guys. But obviously I, I thought Prince Tran actually had some development to his character, which I liked. But the other thing that I thought was cool, and this is a minor moment, when they're on their way to the evil uh, lair or whatever, and they're pretty close, they find this like giant rift, this chasm, and the only way across is this dope-ass, like, dead skeletal beast that has just, like, formed a bridge. And it's, like, the coolest imagery I've seen in, like, a fantasy thing in a while. Like, they walk across, like, the spine of this, like, dragon that died over, like, being stuck between both edges of this rift. And I'm like, that's pretty cool looking. It would have been really cool had it not just been, like, two minutes of them walking across a really bad matte painting. Oh, of course. It was, effects were dumb. But, like, as a visual, I was like, eh, it was pretty neat. Uh, I like that, that visual. Yeah. Big I like the visual of that gigantic uh, statue that was at the place where she was learning to sword fight. Like that weird, like Hindu demon statue they yeah, had. Yeah, where reason. did they get all this, like, fucking. I mean, obviously these weren't real Seth, I don't think, but. No, maybe that's that one definitely won. just, a, like, a matte painting or, like, a photo of a real statue that they put there, but I thought that was pretty cool. But some pretty impressive set design in a couple places. But then, yeah, then, like, we talked about before, so much of between those moments is, like, let's walk across this tundra for a while and say things like. Uh, I like your sword. Cool. Your sword is also neat. And like, oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, there's also like where they put the orb. It's supposed to be like this really cool room, and it's just like a room with like, like stadium seating, you know, like where it's like stair step, and it's just full yeah. of candles. So you're just like, wow, this is one, just a fire hazard, but two, not that like all inspiring. It's like, how about you just put it outside, lady? There's a really big light source out there called the sun. Like, you don't have to light 75,000 candles. Yeah, it's a pretty stupid... God damn it. Nobody... nobody, and, and, and they pretend that she has this big army. Like, in this beginning sequence, she's got this, like, pretty badass army, though. They get their ass kicked a little bit. But then later, every other scene in the movie, it's just, like, her and that spider guy that we're supposed to give a shit about. Like, yeah, her, like, informant. Very, yeah, there's very... When they do show up, her, her... Like, her soldiers, they're incompetent. Like, when the sidekick falcon falls onto a table and picks up like a gigantic turkey leg and as his comedy relief moment and then gets in a fight they like can't even beat up a guy who literally is just hitting them with a big bone like they have swords and they're losing it's oh. it's very disappointing also real quick going back to the set design uh when arnold schwarzenegger shows up and and you know it's like i need to see red sonia and then this is the way he lets him lets her know that her sister's in trouble is your sister's dying. Come on. It just feels like you could have eased into that. But he takes her to... What the fuck was that statue she was under? Because it looked like it was a bull fucking a demon. Yeah, it was like a... Yeah, it was like a fucking bull demon sex statue. But it, it was, was also like weird. where his camp was, I guess? Yeah, he, he camped under... It's definitely a bull with something underneath of it in like a sexual pose. And I was like, I'm not okay with this. And I would definitely not be okay if I'm like, I'm slowly dying... And you're like, I'm going to leave you here. I'd be like, anywhere else. Just pick anywhere else. The ocean, out underneath the sun. Do not leave me under a bull fucking something. So I was I was quickly looking at something because I was trying to figure out if there was someone that was responsible for set designs because some of it reminded me of other fantasy films that I have seen. But I discovered something even better. Oh, we I think I know what you discovered. Oh, what, what, you tell me first. You discovered who did the soundtrack? Oh, no, I didn't. But tell me quick. Eo Morricone? The guy who did the soundtrack Wait! The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? Are you fucking kidding me? One of the most celebrated soundtracks. One of the most prolific soundtracks in the history of, ama- of, of just global cinema? Yeah, makes tons of amazing music, has worked internationally, oh did a bunch God. of spaghetti westerns, did a bunch of mainstream movies. Uh, people who play video games recognize him because they use a lot of his music in Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah. Um, he is like an amazing composer and there's a couple of really good songs in this movie. Like the opening theme, I was like, I actually kinda like this theme. And while listening to it, I was like, This sounds like another song and I was like, It sounds like like familiar and so I was like, Maybe I, I know it because it's like a stolen song and I went to look it up and I was like, Oh my god. I could not believe that. So what's the fact you just found out? So I was going through the crew to see if I could find someone who was responsible for the the set design, but instead Within the art department, two people are given the same credit 
for fish machine and spider designer and builder wow if if you were the spider designer and builder do you think you would go to like whatever you know guild you have to belong to like whatever union you're like can i get this not on my credits just i don't care i don't i don't need need to be paid just please don't put that on my credits for the love of fucking god i'm gonna drop everything i've ever done so i can stop my current career and begin a new career in which I can someday be listed in IMDb as fish machine and spider designer. <laughs> I, I just also just, fish machine, not selling the killing machine at all. When you think no, about it, no, or whatever I call them. Calcacore. Um, I also but, wanted just to, this, this is something that I noticed. Uh, I watched this on Amazon and you know where they yeah. do that thing where like it shows, like if you mouse over it, sometimes it will show you like trivia from IMDb. And uh, I was mousing over to see if I could figure out who the, if that guy was uh, Toth from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, there was a thing that just said, Maria Shriver, Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, said after seeing the premiere, leaned to her husband and said, well, if this can't kill your career, nothing can. <laughs> I was like, that's a terrible thing to say to your husband at the premiere of a movie. Well, I 110% think... true. <laughs> but, you know... You'll throw it out the first day. Uh, and I think we covered this uh, in one of my games uh, uh, during one of the mini episodes. But famously, um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said about this movie that he would threaten his his um, kids with watching this movie uh, as punishment for when they were bad. Like he he used it as a as a as a weapon. <laughs> I could yield. see I could see, and his kids turned out great. Probably I don't know, but. <laughs> You know the nanny didn't. Uh, Yikes. Too soon? Too soon? Yikes. Uh, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, I could see it being used as punishment. I could see us using this like in Guantanamo to get terrorists to talk. You know, I didn't get a guess like I was hoping to because of some scheduling conflicts, but I'm glad I didn't. I think I saved a friendship by not getting Yeah, I, I feel like the movie. guess we were going to get after the last movie we made them watch, I think this may have been the nail in the coffin of ever getting them to come back. <laughs> I think they would have yeah. been like fuck you guys i would have to agree uh i did there was something else when we were talking about fight choreography i just thought of the scene where they're in that room and the falcon and arnold schwarzenegger are fighting the guards they the scene where arnold schwarzenegger cuts the guy's arm off but it's like he cuts the guy's arm off and immediately it just jump cuts to an entirely different scene it's just like the guy's arm falls off and it cuts i was like wow that was it was so abrupt. It made me think. I was like, did they accidentally really cut that guy's arm? <laughs> you know, and they were like, Ooh, we can't leave that whole oh, shot in the movie. Oh, we have got to go. <laughs> Very aggressive. Uh, the movie then does end like Lord of the Rings, uh, in which a giant hole opens in the ground, and the queen lady falls into it, and then the orb gets kicked into it afterwards, and then they run away, and that's pretty much it. King Tran decides to go back and rebuild his kingdom. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Red Sonia decide to become a couple, I guess. Um, so I was quickly checking the uh, parental guide, which is one of my favorite things about these movies. Um, and and it, it says here that it is implied that the queen is a lesbian and wants Sonia as her lover. Is yeah, that? That's, I thought that was the implication at the beginning. I missed that. Because she keeps saying she's so beautiful. She's right. like, she's I, so beautiful, and then she says, I want her. And I, then I, she, like, turns her down, which I'm just like, okay. it's It was a weird thing to put in the movie and then not address at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I, that's, I got the opinion. Maybe that's just because I just want to assume every woman is into other women. I don't know. <laughs> Projection. Yeah, it's just, you know, I never grew out of college. Well, I, um, I have... I, I want to eject this movie into the annals of history. So are there any uh, uh, final comments on Red Sonia? Uh, no, I was curious. Did you look up and see what uh, our friend gave it as a re- review score? or uh, Mr., uh, do you mean uh, another segment of why did Roger Ebert give this three stars? <laughs> yes. Um, unfortunately, got more than one, I questioning my whole so existence. i could i could not find an official review but i, I did f- like an official like number score review but i did discover a scene from their television show is it a television oh, yeah. show? Mm-hmm. uh where siskel and ebert reviewed this movie and it's 
pretty amusing because uh, he is. Uh, they both use it as comedy, like just just fuel. They just go on about this thing for like quite some time. They play a lot of clips, too many clips of this movie. <laughs> is there such so, a thing as too many clips? If you don't want to watch this movie, I highly recommend looking up the Siskel and Ebert review of this film because it gives you the necessary uh, visual of what we're talking about uh, while smashing the absolute shit out of it. So, I have a question then. Yes. question we always ask. Would you recommend this movie? Oh, fuck. Uh, no, just go watch Conan. It's... The same stuff, but better. Betterish, yeah. I I wouldn't even say like watch this with your friends to be like ha 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 nope. ha ha. It's just I've I have several times I have a note that says like wow this movie's really slow and then at one point which was judging by where it comes in my notes twenty minutes before the end of the film and I just said holy shit is anything actually ever gonna happen in this movie because <laughs> I was I was watching this while I was going to bed and I was starting to fall asleep. And I looked, and it said I had 40 minutes left. And I was like, there's no way there's 40 minutes left in this movie. I can't stay awake. It was, it's aggressively bad. Yeah, it is just a movie of Brigitte Nielsen wandering in and out of detached scenes. And there's a lot of, like I said, tundra walking. So if you wanted to get friends around, there's no content. It's like watching bunch of actors walk through a like white backdrop and don't, and not say anything. Like you there's no material. You're just sort of out. I will say in the mini episode, I pointed out that I watched this one time while doing art and because uh, I was like, I just wanted a background thing. I remember zero of this movie while watching it. I was like, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. I don't remember that. I like the only part I remembered was that they were like in a romantic situation. That's the only part of the film I remember because I was just like, I assumed it was Conan the whole time. But I didn't remember the Asian kid. <laughs> I didn't remember the orb. I didn't remember any of the climax of the film. And while watching, I was like, how can I not remember any of this movie? It was like a year ago I watched it. So I think that tells you a little something right there. I would recommend watching Conan, though. It's a pretty good movie in a not great way. But it does have James Earl Jones in what is the most confusing role I've ever seen. Well, Pogues, just in, in, in the spirit of this movie, I just want to say... Fuck this movie. So, not a fan. No, not a fan. Well, then I guess that's it till next week. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at NAOSPod. Uh, review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. Tell a friend. Send them our way. Uh, if you have any comments or corrections, shoot them to us. We'll read them on the next mini episode. Until next week. Tweet me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs>